Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Los Angeles, City of Angels. Yes, I'm on one of those famous Yishai Fleischer uh, whirlwind tours. This is a four-capital tour, um, and I have been so far in Florida, in the Boca region, Miami as well, up to Washington, D.C. for the APAC conference, one day in New York City. And a flight now to California today, where I've been at a very important shiva of a very good friend of mine, Mordechai Fishman's father, Marty Fishman, passed away, Rabbi Marty Fishman, here in in Los Angeles, and I got to be at this incredible shiva. And friends, you are listening to the Land of Israel Network, and I wanted to record something for you here at this hotel late at night. Uh, It's it's already like, what is it, one twenty in the morning. And I've been undersleeping this whole trip. It's been an amazing trip. And I wanted to record some some thoughts for you, kind of to share with you some of the, my, my thoughts and adventures out here and the things that I've been seeing. And I think that um, there's a lot of discussion in certain circles about the America-Israel relationship, the diaspora in Israel. And that is a, a issue that I'm really on the edge of. I constantly see that nexus between the the diaspora and Israel. And I've gotten a chance to see a lot of it here, and I wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit. I've also gotten a chance to see a lot of my my very, very best friends, people who have been listening to the show for a long time, my good friend Andy Wells, my good friend Jeff Cohen, my good friend Jack and Lillian had a great opportunity to, to hang out in New York. Uh, my good friend Dan down in, uh, in Boca, Danny, and now here in California, just starting my tour, and today was, as I was saying, a big shiva day for me, but uh, my next thing tomorrow is a debate with J Street at Temple Emmanuel, and I really have to prepare a lot for that. It's been an incredible, incredible time here for me in the United States, kind of very whirlwind-ish. First, in Florida, you know, I, I never really understood the power of Boca Raton and how many Jews are really there and how, how kind of affluent, but not just affluent, like how how... How really Jewish that city is. I'm always interested with by Jewish cities, cities that have a strong Jewish influence. And, and Boca is definitely that. It has really become a big, big Jewish scene. It's not just for the Orthodox at all. Uh, there are many, many Jews uh, that live in Boca. It's like 60% Jewish according to some measures. And of, of all stripes and colors. A lot of uh, you know ex-New Yorkers that came down to live in Florida. And we, we uh, if, if I didn't mention it on the show yet, I am the international spokesman for the Jewish community of Hebron, really in charge of or, or deal with international relations there in any case. We went, of course, uh, fundraising here in Florida. We have some very exciting projects uh, that the Jewish community of Hebron is up to in, in the near future. And that was very successful. And I also did a gig. Uh, I spoke at a place called St. Andrew's, St. Andy's. And it was a very interesting gig, a very, again, affluent environment, and also a lot of Jews that actually do want to hear the message of a strong Israel, the message of a strong Israel. So uh, that was that was basically Florida for a few days. Then for Shabbat, went to Washington, D.C. And I have, a, I have an interesting, Malka likes this comparison that I make between New York and Washington for the Jews. Washington is like Rome. It's a world power. It's not necessarily pro-Jewish at all, really. Uh, it is. It is a. Uh, it has Roman and Greek kind of architecture. It's got the three P's: power, policy, and politics. And it's not like a Jewish city at all. There's barely nary a kosher restaurant there. Very, very American, like a Gentile city, an American city. 
Uh, and yet, the incredible APAC descends on Washington. And here, oh, I forgot to finish the comparison. So that's Washington, D.C. is Rome, as opposed to New York, which is Babylon. New York is Bavel. So Washington is Rome, but New York is Bavel, where Jews are comfortable, where Jews can exist for a long time, where they built up the city, where they're a part of it, you know, part really of the, the DNA of the city itself. And it's a very different type of relationship between Washington, which is where Jews are kind of, you know, trying to kind of jockey for policy, but they're not necessarily on the front line at all. And New York, which is a very Jewish city. The amazing APAC conference is really amazing for one reason, is that it brings 20,000 Jews together in Washington, D.C. That's really what, what, what excites me about APAC. And, of course, these people are pro-Israel people. These, these are pro-Israel people, and it's just amazing to be with them. And the thousands of young people that uh, join the kind of procession of it all was amazing for me to connect with. I am desperate now to reconnect with young people because I started realizing, not because of, like I personally have a personal, you know, uh, such a kind of like as though I'm like an educator of the young. That's not really what my MO is at all. But I started realizing that the haters of Israel are really going after these very kids and we have to reach them. Uh, today's little trick, big trick, is that the haters of Israel are using our young people against us. This is something brilliant. They're using our young people against us. They are converting young people to hate Israel. And that is something extremely powerful, extremely powerful that they're using. And we have to fight that with everything that we have. And I, and I realized just on a personal level, and this, this happened after, you know, uh, I was invited to speak for a seminary. I think I talked about it on the show. And uh, I was about to turn it down. And, and the, the educator there said, look, the, the anti, anti-Israel folks, the, the J Streets and, the, um, and the, the, the breaking the silence, they're knocking down our doors trying to get our girls into their, into their programs and lessons. They're really trying to shape public opinion through the youth. And I have started realizing how important it is. So I really am thankful for APAC for bringing all these young Jews. At the same time, friends, uh, I must say, that it the my critique of how APAC and American Jewry, liberal American Jewry, defends Israel is only become my critique of them has only increased as their rhetoric, the same old type of rhetoric, continues to increase at an even greater pace. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the idea that you can defend Israel because it's a high tech nation. That is not a refrain that answers the simple question, have you stolen, did you steal, or, or, you, or the accusation, you have stolen the land from the Palestinians, the answer is not, we make the cell phone. It just does not answer the question. And there was more of that at APEC this year than, than even other years, this kind of like high-techization. And you could just tell that the whole high-tech defense of Israel is really a very anemic way of trying to like get everybody under a big tent. Just to kind of, you know, it's kind of obvious that it's not really, you know, an answer to the question, that it's not strong. And yet APAC uses these tactics because they kind of think that like everybody will agree and nobody will be offended. And maybe they themselves are, are standing very strong with a pro with the two state solution. <clears throat> and 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 maybe they, you know, maybe they don't have any abilities. That's what I really think. They don't have any ability to actually answer. And that inability to answer the question of, is it our land? Have we stolen the land? Is a key question to be able to answer strong without any 
uh, hesitation. And when you hesitate and when you, when you kind of, um, you know, sweep the issues under the rug that, that we have not stolen our land, that we intend on holding on to the land, that we intend on being strong, and you, and you kind of come out with these uh, tepid, weak, anemic kind of answers, it becomes very unattractive. And it's also stalling. It's a stall technique. And that is something that really needs to be uh, remedied very much. Uh, we have to talk firmly, truthfully, honestly, clearly, give clear agenda. And so um, we're just causing frustration with all that. But uh, there was more of that kind of you know, anemic talk at APAC than ever before. Every soldier that they showed, every Israeli soldier, was always helping some Arab as though our army is some kind of like good guy division of like good helping of Arabs all the time. You know, like not that we, not that I'm against any of that kind of uh, helping of Arabs. It's great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But it's like, come on, we are a nation under attack, pushing back hard on the haters. Not that all Arabs are haters, but certainly the jihad is. And there wasn't a good sense of that. Uh, it was constantly trying to, you know, talk about this kind of moral and good and not the fight. And the biggest thing that really bothered me so much at APAC this year is that the the issue of the 50-year anniversary and the reunification of Jerusalem, and to miss that opportunity to really make that into something big, they talked about it a little bit. They'll, they, 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 they could say that we talked about it, but very little bit. <clears throat> that was a great disappointment disappointment to me. And in, in fact, I was, um, I, was, I was even personally surprised at how little Really, uh, the the fifty years and the six day war were were there. It was it was really I think a tremendous tremendous shame, and I think I'll I'll try to write about that. And also the request for the policy prescription of our time, which is to move the embassy to Jerusalem, was nary heard except for the vice president himself who talked about it. But you really would think that APAC would make that into an issue, and it was just so again like. What's the word I'm looking for? Milk toast, anemic, like weak, like like it wasn't actually being demanded that, that, that America recognized Jerusalem. And it's like, where are you, APAC? You're bigger than ever before, and yet you, you seem to not have any actual purpose and meaning and direction. It's just a kind of really just very, very, you know, lacking in substance, very superficial, but even kind of superficial in a, in a cover-up type of way. <clears throat> and that was disappointing. And I could have left the conference disappointed, but uh, if it wasn't for two things. One, 20,000 Jews, many of which, many of whom are pro-Israel. Uh, two, I guess there's three things. I got to see a lot of my good friends at APAC, and, and, and I got to come in to, to America in general, just got the chance to really connect with a lot of those people and my people and also pe- new people. I met a lot of new great people. And finally, most excitingly, and as mentioned on Tablet Magazine, Breitbart, Jerusalem Post, Jewish Press, and Arutz Sheva uh, is that we had a fabulous, fantastic event at APAC. Not, not at APAC, but during APAC, and we drew a lot of APAC participants, 350, 400 of them, to a loft called The Loft. And that loft, we had an event for Judea and Samaria with Judean and Samarian wine with four, count them, four deputy ministers and deputy ministers, including Minister of Housing and Construction Galant, Rabbi Beli Eli Ben-Dahan, who is the Deputy Defense Minister, Tzipi Chotobeli, Deputy, deputy Foreign Minister, Dani Dayan, who is the General Counsel in New York and also the General Counsel of Miami, was there. 
And these speakers spoke on behalf of the rights of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, in Judea and Samaria, in the quote-unquote West Bank. And uh, very strong statements. And I got a chance to emcee that. That was really a highlight of my life, one of my life highlights, and I'm very excited about that, that, that we had that kind of event at APAC. And, and the message that we're sending APAC is that, folks, this is an issue. We're not going to get cut out of it. We're not going to be forgotten. We're not going to give up. We're not going to walk away. We're not going to disappear. So you better start wrecking. And not only that, there's going to be a lot of people who are behind and with us. The settlers are the heroes of today, the front line of Zionism. Get on, get on board. Be part of that. And don't, don't cut us out. Don't, don't leave us a place at the table. Don't cut us out of the table. So that was um, a great event at APAC. Got great coverage, including Tablet Magazine, which I thought was really cool. Um, they quoted some of, my, some of my one-liners and jokes, including that I forgot to mention that with the wine from Judea and, and all these products from Judea, we also had the sushi from Washington. And I kind of talked about the Third Temple and Korban Sushi. It was like a joke a little bit, but the Tablet Magazine kind of quoted it. It's funny. But it was big. It was a big event. And uh, Jeff Cohen was there, and Andy was there, and Ellie Piepsch organized it amazingly, and, and Dan, Rose, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein from the Hebron Fund was there, and, uh, and uh, my good friend Mark Provisor and Eve Harrow from One Israel Fund, and Eve Harrow, of course, has a show here. It was just, and my good friend Joe Sabag came in, and Jeff Balaboon. There was a lot of good folks, powerful folks, who want to make a difference, who came to Washington. And there's something about coming to Washington. There's something about it. There's something about the the idea of Jews descending on Washington. I just love it when Jews descend on anything. I just love it when we like all show up somewhere. I just love that. I just love that feeling. It's it's uh, such I get such an it's like it's such joy from it. It's such nachas I get from it. Really, I like go into like super party mode, even though it's like policy and issues. I just get so cheered up by just seeing all these Jews together. I got some great folk pictures of that. You can check it out on my Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ishai Fleischer. And then I headed out to New York City for a day. I heard a Dory Gold speak. Uh, at a kind of uh, exclusive event from Dory Golds, I went uh, to BNH, which is one of the Holy of Holies here in America. It's like this incredible Jewish messianic electronics store. Bought some good stuff on sale there. That was great. And just always fun to be at BNH. And I even had store credit from a phone that I returned like a few months ago. So that, that turned out to be really fun. And uh, then um, it was rainy. It was rainy. I had I, I literally came in for like twelve hours to New York. And again, making going from D.C. on the train to New York City is like a mini Aliyah. Yeah, you're gonna laugh at me, but it's like a mini Aliyah. It's like New York is like Jewish, and 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 Washington is not. And when you kind of like leave Washington and you did your thing, you did power there, and then you did politics and you did policy. You come to New York and you're like in, in Babylon, which is just a higher level of Jewishness than, than is Rome. Just you can't compare it. And, uh, and then I uh, hung out with my good friend Jack and Lillian. We really talked about connecting the Jewish people to uh, here in America to Israel and to building the building. And how do we move forward? And we had some great steak. I've, of course, I, you know, there's a few mitzvahs that I, that I, uh, that I try to keep here in the American mitzvah. One of them is to try to eat steak as much as possible, or meat. The other one is to do a little bit of shopping, and especially sales. But, you know, we all know about that. But to bring it home, as I've explained a few times on this show, 
when you shop in America for things for Israel, it's like you're like like a warrior bringing back home like like uh, your uh, your hunt to to make Aliyah. I walk into a store and I'm like, who's coming with me to Eretz Israel? And Rabbi Nachman always says that you have to you have to pray for everything that you get from God. You just have to pray for it. Before you get into a store, even if you have the, the money in your wallet, you just stop and say, Hashem, please buy me this and that. And I, I, I should do that even more, but that's the feeling I get when I come into the store in America to bring something back to Eretz Israel. This is still the land of the greatest shopping, along with other great things. This is a great country. By the way, P.S., message to American, American Gentiles and Jews, calm down. Calm down. Everything is okay. You're still living in just a wonderful country. Don't flip out. You really don't go off the charts. Everything's going to be okay. Anyway, from New York City, um, I flew over here to uh, Washington. And tomorrow I'm debating J Street. And I'm really excited about about debating J Street. And I really hope, I, my, my, my plan for the debate is... Um, it's not necessarily to focus too much on the debate. I'm going to I'm going to try to undermine the idea of two state, but I'm also going to talk about just a love of Israel. A love of Israel, just to say I love you, just to feel good about Israel, to not feel defensive about Israel. I'm excited about that opportunity. I'm excited to speak at a reform temple. I like speaking at reform temples. I like connecting with those Jews. There's still a lot of Jews there that want to connect to us because they remember Eretz Israel Hayafa, the beautiful land of Israel, and a machoistic land of Israel, and a brash and bravado and machismo and, and, and uh, you know, a kind of just a, a strong Israel that pushes back on bad guys. I think I, I try to represent that feeling. And a lot of people connect, connect to that feeling. And this whole ultra-liberal idea that, that you know, that the Jews, it's, it's some kind of um, some kind of need to feel superior, this kind of attitude like, like we have to be better than the other, but then you end up hating yourself. It's like a whole psychosis. It's like a whole psychosis. It's like, it's like pretentious and then self-hating at the same time. It's like a psychosis, and it's just not necessary. It's simply not necessary. We could be proud and strong, and we know what's right. Um, finally, I got here to Los Angeles. That's tomorrow's a debate, but um, today I got a chance to go to the funeral of Moshe Fishman, Marty Fishman. And uh, the Fishman family is a family that I've been close to for many years, from my good friend Mordechai, who was my roommate in uh, yeshiva and in college. He was actually not my roommate in yeshiva, mistake. He went to, he went to yeshiva with me, and, and then we were roommates in college. And uh, the Fishman family, Moshe Fishman, was a man who spread a lot of Torah, <clears throat> wrote a lot of checks to Torah, started minions, started synagogues, started Beit Chabad's. He's a Chabadnik. And I, I've known this man for, for many, many years. And uh, the fact that I got a chance to be here at a funeral for, for him, for, at, not the funeral, but the Shiva house, it just, it just meant the world to me. And it was a big, it was a big blessing to me from God. And also, personal wing from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So <clears throat> that's that's basically what I've been up to. Um, flying um, to America is not easy, and sometimes people say to me, they say like, "Why are you going to Temple Emanuel? Isn't that kind of a waste of time?" And and, and I, I'm always surprising people when I'm trying to say to them that like we really have to hold hands across the Atlantic. I'm not here to fight with Jews. I'm here to, to make Jews fall in love with Israel. 
connect to it in any way they can. I keep talking to people about drinking wine Friday night. I see that people understand, understand that we have to add something in our life. And I came up with something really interesting, and that is, you know that there's a halacha that you're supposed to leave, a Jewish law that you're supposed to leave a part of your house not totally finished because you're supposed to remember the destruction of the temple. That is the law, and that is a beautiful thing to do. And we have to do it, and we do it. But additionally, we should today not just put a picked, uh, like a, like some kind of bereft emptiness left in our hearts. We should also put a picture of a living land of Israel. A living land of Israel. A picture of the land of Israel, something that you like, the Western Wall, Temple Mount, Hebron, the Galilee, the, the Sea of Galilee, something beautiful. You must, it's a mitzvah to put a picture of a beautiful part of the land of Israel in your house. To fall in love with it, to remember it, to, to, to remember the good land, to connect to it, to, 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 to face towards it. I really believe that just putting up a picture and having a you know, picture in your house that sends that signal is huge, huge. I really want to start sending people more. Maybe I'll start some kind of campaign where if you send me you know, X number of dollars, I'm going to send you back through through Snapseed, not Snapfish, I'll send you back, you know, a, a developed picture of the land of Israel that you can put up or something like that. I, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something like that because I just, I want people to have a beautiful picture in there of, of Eretz Israel. I took a picture of Yerushalayim recently, just one of the most beautiful pictures of like Haredi houses going up, Haredi apartments. The thing about America is, and well, let me backtrack one more, okay? When a guy like me travels in America, it's really not so easy, ostensibly, because there's a conflict between the materialism and success of America and our will to build a, a Jewish state and, you know, the, the magnetization of American Jewry to America. It's totally understandable, right? Let me just take a sip of this tea. It is quite late night here. I'm tired like anything. So yeah, I'm saying that it could definitely lead to, to great frustration when you're traveling here. And in fact, I dealt with my own personal frustration for many, many years about this topic. Many, many years. And I've talked about this on the show a little bit, but like, I want to tell you, I've had a just attitudinal change. And one, of, one of those changes is that I just look at everything and I try to bless it. I try to be a channel for blessing. And actually, uh, Rabbi Mike Foyer, who deserves honorable mention now that I haven't seen him in two weeks, um, he, he told me to read a book called uh, The uh, Millionaire Mind, or I forgot how to think like a millionaire. I don't remember. One of the things that this guy was saying, he said, if you, if you walk next to the house of a millionaire and subtly, subtly you curse him under your breath instead of bless him, you're never going to become a millionaire. You have to bless him, wish him more success, and you yourself will get part of that success as well. You'll channel success. It's really true about Jews. I, I decided that if I'm here to connect Jews, I am here to connect Jews, and I'm not here to bring down Jews. And I'm just going to bless their shuls. I'm going to bless their, their, their mikvahs and their synagogues and, re, and restaurants and, and, and the rabbis and their Torah learning. I'm just going to bless Jews. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless them. Also, not just Jews, also their country, this country, America. I'm just going to bless it. I might have an opinion about this, that, or the other. I might disagree with this policy or that. But generally, I want to be a source of blessing. I want to be a channel for blessing. And 
and that blessing is also a outreach towards our brothers and sisters and saying, we got to hold on to one another for God's sakes. We're one nation. We can't allow ourselves to drift, drift apart. We've got to hold on as much as possible and connect as many young people as possible. And I could see that there's such a hunger and a thirst for that connection. So do you think that Yishai Fleischer is going to come to America and diss his brothers and sisters? Well, why the hell did I fly over here then? To rip my own brothers and sisters? Or to, to, to stretch out my hand and say, brother, sister, like, let's not be far from one another. Let's connect. That's what the show is about. Folks, we got to connect. And this brings me to the final topic on the show today, which is <clears throat> this return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel is the greatest project. It's called the greatest project. That's what I want to call it now. It's called the greatest project. The greatest project. Say that. The greatest project. It's the greatest project of the Jewish people in 2,000 years. And it's the most exciting thing that we're involved in. This is what we've waited for. This is it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We are doing it. I don't mean to say that we're doing it with our power. Hashem is doing it. Certainly God is doing it. But we're involved in it. And as I like to repeat many times, we don't work for Mashiach... (laughs) Confused, confused, it's late night. Mashiach does not work for us. We work for Mashiach. Mashiach does not serve us. The Messianic time does not serve us. It won't come at the time that's convenient to us and do it the way we expect it to. We work for it. We work for it. It's important to understand that. And Kodesh Baruch is giving us the most incredible opportunity. The most incredible opportunity. And we simply do not have the leisure to take it easy and take it slow and take it gentle. We got to rush ahead with this great power and time and do and make it, shape it to be the best thing that, and the fastest best thing that it can be for the benefit of everybody. In other words, we have to connect and we got to work. We gotta we gotta put that picture up in our house and we also gotta get excited and activated as much as possible to get this project done and move it forward and not live with tons and tons of doubt. There's a great and awesome moment here. And these forces, they just seem to want to like darken us. And darken the mood and the atmosphere. We live in an amazing time. And we have to capture it as much as we can and be audacious and bold and not milk toast and, and cover up and, and sissy-ish about it. We've got to be huge and think big. And that's, I guess, also one of the advantages of coming to America, to New York, Los Angeles, Miami, and Washington. I call this my four-capital tour. You know, there's a bigness in America. There's also smallness, but there's sometimes a bigness, and it's good to think big. It's good to think big. you got to be like Jacob, right? What did... What did what did uh, Yitzchak say about Jacob? Your hands are like the hands of Esau, but your voice is the voice of Jacob. Like the voice, the thoughts, the ideas, the words, the, the spirituality, the prayers. Yes, that's Jacob. The hands, get your hands dirty and get in there. By the way, I also met a lot of Gentiles who love Israel, Christians of various ilks, various kinds, but just really a lot of very honest and good people. And, and you know why Christians love Israel? 
at least a certain amount of them. It's not because of of uh, Uncle Jay uh, or Doctor Jay uh, or Rabbi Jay, whatever you want to call him. Uh, um, it's it's really because of the Bible. It's because of the Old Testament. Because of that connection. Um, that's that's where we that's where we're on the same page. We gotta we gotta get more people connected to the real story of the Bible. That's another thing that you know. APAC, my my good friend Andy says Andy says to me he says he was so. Not only was it the anemic stuff that I talked about, he said it was so. It had no Jewishness, no Yiddish, no Jewish, no no Torah like even element. He says I'm a secular, but I wanted to I wanted to at least reflect Jewish values, like connect to me on a Jewish level. And that was missing as well. So uh, it, it's it, it's I don't think it's working the the weak and anemic and kind of not very Jewish and very kind of cookie cutter. We gotta sell people Judaism, excite them on it, excite them on this land, excite them, excite them on this time. That's what I hope to do tomorrow, Temple Emmanuel as well, and 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 and, uh, and to foster that connection between America and Israel. There's a channel that has to be opened, a bridge. And I'm proud of the fact that I have some element of that in, in my in my life and job. It's not easy traveling, folks, and I miss my fa- my family very much. I also miss Yerushalayim, and I miss God in Yerushalayim. It's it's for me, it's much more Godless the tour. On the one hand, on the other hand, the God of Israel is like always with me and helping me and doing miracles for me so much along the along the way. But it's like a muffled call to God. It's just it's easy. It's so so easy to slip into this life here. It's so easy, especially Los Angeles. It's just so if you could do it, it just slips. You slip right in, and um, it's it's very very seductive, and you have to be careful not to fall into it. And the way to do it is with wine from from the land of Israel. I really believe that that's one of the ways a picture, a planned trip, make a planned trip. And we cannot let all the the haters or slash the people who want to do it very par, very stally, uh, kind of take away our fire. We have to have it all in fire. Friends, it's extremely late here. It's so much later than I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm just falling off my face, but I'm really just so happy to talk to you. Write me an email, please, yishai at thelandofisrael.com, yishai at thelandofisrael.com. Shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much uh, for being part of it. You're listening to the show. That means you're really, you really believe in it. You're really part of it. I bet young people listen to my show, older people, Chabadniks, this kind, that kind, just all kinds of folks. So it's, it's, uh, it's a real honor and pleasure to be broadcasting to you, with you, to see you. And that's it, folks. We've got to hold hands across the Atlantic so that we can all take part in the greatest project. I remember I'm in a hotel, so I'm not going to be uh, getting as excited, and it's also very late, as excited as I, I vocally as, as I get. But you know the story. You got to stay strong, stay tuned, and stay connected. Be part of the story wherever you are. Write me an email, Yishai, thelandofisrael.com. Love you very much. And also, oh yeah, pray for Brother Yishai. Pray, pray for me to be successful. It's, your prayers really help me, and I'm praying for you as well. I'm praying for some health of some new people that I didn't know had some health issues, uh, and, I'm, and I'm praying for them very much, uh, for them to succeed and, and to do well and to have children. All all kinds of folks are stuck with things, and they need a little help of prayers. When I get back, when I leave the City of Angels and come to the City of Real Angels, of uh, the City of God, the City of Gold, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, the City of Gold. Isn't that cool that Jerusalem is the City of Gold? Isn't that cool? That's, that's cool, right? There's the Big Apple, there's the... Uh, you know, Hollywood, La La Land, the city of angels, Yerushalayim is the city of gold, right? It's the city that, that God dwells. 
I can't wait to see you, Yerushalayim. I can't wait to see my family. That's what I was about to say. That's been a big, big sacrifice. I miss my family very much. But it's also great because I'm connecting with a different part of the family. As Joseph said, I'm looking for my brothers. That's what this is all about. All right, folks. Um, oh, yeah. Here's a new rule, right? As I think I talked about this on the show around Purim time, which is the 80-20 rule. 80% Kiddush Hashem and the sanctification of God's name and no more than 20% desecration of God's name. That's just a joke, of course. We got to try so hard. Uh, you know, we're, we're never allowed to do desecration of God's name. But like in real life, it's like, let's, we got to strive. It's not easy because we do make mistakes out there. Same time, another 80-20 rule is 80% love of the Jewish people and no more than 20% uh, baseless hatred. <laughs> of course, you have to have zero percent baseless hatred, but uh, you know how we are. We Jews are tough, but we got to focus on Ahavat Yisrael, and that's why I do the show. God bless you, uh, Jews. God bless you, friends of the Jews and friends of the land of Israel, and friends of this greatest project, the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and the Third Commonwealth on the way to a Third Temple in Yerushalayim. God bless you. Oh, by the way, that's what I say to. To Gentiles now, I don't tell people, in general, I don't tell people, they're like, where do you live? I don't say Israel. I say Yerushalayim. I live in Jerusalem. Just that word, Jerusalem, is not the most romantic word word in the world. I guess right after that is Hebron. In any case, and after that, it's Los Angeles. God bless you wherever you are, folks. Stay tuned. Stay calm. Keep calm. Study Talmud. <laughs> right? You know those little ads that says, uh, you know, stay calm and study Talmud? That's good stuff. Um and love send out that love but that but not a love that becomes somehow you know makes you into a weakling and into a kind of like a goody two shoes love the good guys but hate the bad guys as well that is also a commandment in the torah to hate evil to fight evil to destroy evil like the chametz that we have to clean out of our house we got to find it and scrub it out and when you scrub it out Suddenly, something is beautiful. Something is pure. Something is not full of itself. It's not overinflated. Uh, and we gotta, we gotta get out the chametz, this overinflation, and and scrub out uh, the evil. We gotta scrub it out right now. All right, folks. Shalom. God bless you. May God be with you. Uh, and write me an email, yishaytelandofisrael.com. Please connect to me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and uh, Instagram. And I'm gonna try to do the event from Temple Emmanuel on Facebook. And that's it. God bless you. And reach out. Don't forget to study that sweet Torah (laughs) that God has given us to shine a light of truth into this world that tries to be dark, but we won't let it. Shalom, shalom from Los Angeles. The best place to stay in Jerusalem is at Windows of Jerusalem Vacation Apartments. Check out their website, www.windowsofjerusalem.com. They've got beautiful one, two, three, four bedroom apartments in the best location in the city center. The view, the location, plus the wonderful staff will truly make you feel at home in Jerusalem. Book your stay now at windowsofjerusalem.com. When I was growing up, I would read the books in the second half of the Old Testament, and sometimes I would get a little bit lost in all those prophecies of Jeremiah, Isaiah, and so on. That all changed the day I stepped foot in the land of Israel. As I harvested grapes and olives and more on the mountains of Samaria, the words of the prophets came to life right before my very eyes. Today, you could be a part of this phenomenon too. I am Caleb Waller, and I'm inviting you to step into the pages of prophecy by joining us in Israel. 
go to our website, that is hayovel.com, H-A-Y-O-V-E-L.com, to connect to this amazing opportunity.